Hey friends, welcome to the Life Lessons series where I will be sharing with you some of the most intimate, deepest details of my life story and mainly the lessons that I've learned because I think that through our struggles and through all the trauma that we have faced, one of the some of the best best learnings and lessons come from there. So I want to give you a disclaimer in some of these episodes and I will let you know which ones I may be sharing about sexual abuse or death, trauma, miscarriage, you know, topics that may upset certain listeners if you have this kind of stuff that maybe it's still unsettled or undone for you or you haven't had closure. So I will let you know when I'll be having these these episodes, but I really just want to invite you to have a listen in and see if any of this, any of these stories can help you with your own personal life and see where in your life have you faced some hardship, some trauma, you know, something that's been hard and you thought, how the hell am I going to get through this? And you did. And you found that, that strength and that courage and that confidence and everything else you needed, that grit, right, to get you through. So I really hope you enjoyed this special series, Life Lessons series, and I will see you in the next episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Life Lessons Series podcast. This is my first episode where I am sharing with you about my life in depth and in detail. And I think if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, we have been friends. We are close. You know a lot about me and you're about to learn even more. I think um, this is the only place where I'm actually sharing this much detail prior to writing my book and I definitely am going to write a book but I haven't got there yet Um, and so I hope you enjoy it and just a little trigger warning a disclaimer this event will uh, sorry this this event this podcast episode that I'm sharing has sexual abuse in it so if you are triggered by that at the moment then I highly recommend you don't listen to this episode Uh, that's totally cool you got to do what you got to do so I just want to let you know that this episode I will be sharing about my experiences with sexual abuse and if you're not okay with that at the moment that is totally okay sister just you know go ahead and listen to another episode so I gosh where do we begin with this (laughs) this is how I'm gonna start every single one gosh I think um, growing up with my mother, she was a single mother, and my dad left when we were two, I didn't really have a father figure per se. My mom had a boyfriend who she was with for quite some time, and he was like a dad. But when I, um, they ended up breaking up, and when I first went into the foster care system is probably when all of this sexual abuse and sexuality was introduced. So I remember I, my first foster home, I think I was two years old, and I was in that foster home for quite some time. I don't remember much about that experience, but when I do remember the sexual abuse starting was when I was seven. No, I was five. I was five years old. Wow, yes, I was five years old. And this is going to be a bit like talk therapy because I think when we share stuff, more things come to us. I was five years old and I was in a foster home. This was a pretty long time I had been in this foster home, almost a year. And there were many children in this home, many different, you know, children, like older, younger kids, kids with special needs. Um, And there was a guy who was about 17 years old at the time or 16. I think he was 16 years old and I was five. And he was one of the kids who 
actually um, was the actual child of the foster care parents. So he wasn't a foster child. He was actually the child, um, one of the older kids of the parents who opened this foster home. And when I say sexual abuse with him, it wasn't... Uh, I didn't have any penetration or anything like that, but it was still sexual abuse. Like, I'm five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Like, you're a kid. And someone, you know, physically or sexually molesting or touching you or making any moves on you, you know, I really want to, I guess, in this in this kind of example as well, validate the fact that, you know, it's not okay. You know, and when I was growing up, no one said to me, I'm sorry that happened to you. That wasn't okay until I went to therapy. And it was so nice to hear that. So I remember I was in his room and it was like this playing, you know, like doctors or nurses. And I was five and I didn't know, you know, I I was really innocent and it was, it was mainly like touching, like he would touch me or I would touch him and he would be naked and all of that kind of jazz. And I thought that that was normal. I had no I had no idea that that wasn't normal. Maybe I was playing a game or whatever that was. But then from that instance, it opened up the world of, you know, sexuality and the world of this being okay. And then I remember there was another child in that same foster home, the same. He was younger like me. And, you know, we had a bit of like touching each other and he was like, touch me here. And, you know, doing really, when I think about it now, it's really inappropriate for that age. And the foster parents were around, but not all the time. And they really, I don't think they expected their own son to be doing stuff like that. So that kind of kicked it off for me. And then when I was seven years old, my mom, um, my mom and and her boyfriend went to Puerto Rico and this is going to be another series, but basically my dad ended up kidnapping me and, um, I ended up living with my father who, remember he left when I was two, I didn't know him and he, he kept me in Puerto Rico for a year. So he had a wife who had two children and her son again tried to touch me and you know get kind of frisky with me and like touch my body and touch like private places that was not okay and I was seven and this kid was like 14 but I was starting to feel like this was normal I was starting to feel like maybe this is what people do you know maybe that people you know um you know young boys and girls get together and they touch each other and they're just discovering and I thought it was normal but we never told anybody and then when my mom ended up with this boyfriend who was a total douchebag this was the guy who I knew this is where the lesson comes from this was the guy who I knew was really just this guy was terrible. So there was this, this guy that she was dating. I don't know how she met him, but I remember I was nine years old and I would have my girlfriend sleep over and we would hear them having sex because we were in the next room and it was so gross back in the day, you know, like disgusting. And we had already started getting into pornography and like, you know, girls watching old pornography and videos and shit like that. So we were all into it. We were like getting into it. And I have a theory as well, and I don't know if it's true, but if you have been sexually abused, I feel like you're more open to being sexual. And I don't, I don't mean that like everybody is, but I masturbated when I was like, nine or eight or something like how the hell did I even know what that was and I think it's because I was open to I was discovering my areas I was discovering sexuality and I am still such a sexual person like sex and sexuality and sensuality is my thing like intimacy I love it like more than my husband I'm like all up into it and I wonder I wonder I always wonder if it was because I was opened up to it as a child like if that 
I don't know. It's a bit freaky and weird. I actually don't have any proof, but I'm just wondering. I don't know if you have experience with this. Feel free to reach out if you do. I had another friend who was sexually abused, and she reckons that, yes, it was because, um, you know, she was sexually abused as a child. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. So my mom's boyfriend, they would have sex and do all that jazz. And then this guy was really creepy. He would try to play games with us, like with me and my friend, like where we would lay down and pretend to be sleeping. And like, he would tickle you and you would have to try not to get up. But he would touch us like in the vagina, touch your boobs, like your bum, like areas where you were kind of like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, and my mom told me when I was a little girl, I was four years old. She said, nobody touches you. If anybody touches you there or here, you let me know. Even the doctor, you let me know. Cause she was sexually abused. So my mom didn't play. She told me this shit when I, I didn't even understand what she was talking about. And of course I've told my children as well, because I'm like, I don't care how young you are. You need to know that that's not, it's not appropriate. So this guy, um, was playing these games with us and touching us. And I remember he would wake up in the morning really early with a hard on with some crazy ass sweatpants. And you could clearly see he had a hard on and just walk into the kitchen and be like, do you want some orange juice? And be like, come sit on my lap. And I'd just be like, no, that's wrong. Like I knew that was wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, even at that age, I was like, this is not right. Like this feels yucky. This guy's yucky. I don't like this. And I didn't say anything to my mom and my mom would be sleeping. She wouldn't even realize and my mom's bipolar, so she takes a lot of medication, and she wasn't able, she never, she was never a drinker, she doesn't smoke or drink, and this guy got her drunk one day, and she drank, you know, she drank, and she got drunk, and she was literally in the, in the bathroom vomiting, and I was in my room, and he was trying to touch me, and I'm like, fuck, like, my mom's drunk, she doesn't know what's going on, this guy's gonna fucking rape me, I don't know what's gonna happen, it was so scary, and I remember going into the bathroom, and like, trying to help my mom, you know, and so it's horrible it was horrible and I'm getting emotional about it because I haven't even really talked about this I haven't talked about any of this I need to and this is why I'm doing this and I want you to know that there are lessons and I am going to get into the lesson and why fuck being sexually abused from that man at nine years old birthed who I am today and I'm going to tell you about it so we're in the bathroom. I'm trying to help her like vomit. I'm trying to help her get it out of her system so she can actually like come back. And he lays down, lays, I laid her down in the bed and you know, he's trying to touch my bomb and, and I'm just like, this is fucked. Anyway, nothing had happened that night. And then, um, I think it was a week or so after he came into my bedroom and he had clothes in my room because my mom's closet was full. So he had his clothes in my room and he came in with his underwear on and it was like the middle of the night. And I heard the door open and he went into the closet as if he was going to get something. And then he came over to my bed and I was like, what the fuck is happening? I'm pretending I'm sleeping. I'm squeezing my legs closed. And he's like trying to touch my legs and putting his hand in between my legs and like trying to feel me. And I, I'm telling you, it was the most disgusting feeling in the world. So it doesn't matter if there was no sex. It doesn't matter if there was no penetration. It does not fucking matter. It's wrong and it feels like shit and it's fucked up, right? And I don't even know what happened. I must have coughed, moved around, did something. Oh, good. you need to go to your room or something. I did something. And I went to sleep. And the next day I told my mom. I said, Mom, he touched me. He came into my room, blah, blah, blah. My mom approached him. He started crying and saying, I would never do that. That's not, I wasn't doing that. I was just checking on her because she was awake and I want to make sure she was okay. That dude 
that motherfucker tripped me out. I didn't know what was right or wrong. And then I went, what? Okay, I feel horrible. I mean, he played so well. He cried and cried and cried and played so well that I literally second-guessed myself. I was like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I didn't... Okay, maybe not. Will you believe this motherfucker? The next night came into my room again. Same shit. Did the exact same thing. I screamed. My mom got up. My mom fucking told him off. She kicked him out. She was like, you need to fucking go. Called the police. I think he got deported. I don't know. It was like insane. Insane. And from that moment after that, I was nine and a half. I was almost 10 years old. And I was like, I'm done. Like, no one is going to touch me. I'm not. Like, my mom was like, we are. Like, it was like lockdown. You know, it was like extra vigilant, extra aware. My mom was extra aware. You know, and poor thing, like, she was sick at the time, and then she was okay, and then she'd be sick. So she was trying to keep track of what was going on with me, but, I mean, she did the best she could, right? Like, insane. And here's the lesson. I, I went and saw a coach. I had many coaches and many mentors. We spent a lot of money working on ourselves and healing all of our shit. And one of the last mentors I worked with did a process on me that I'm, I'm, I work with my women and I do. And, oh man, it was amazing. Basically, he took me to that place. He took me to many places where a lot of trauma and, and, and shit was stored for me. And that was one of my biggest at the time. So he took me there and said, you know, I want you to go to that place. And I started crying. I was really upset. I was held, though. He was guiding me and he was with me and I knew I was safe. But it was so excruciating and traumatic to go back there because I wanted to just bury it, you know. And so I went back there, realized in that moment what happened and and, and what was the good that that situation happened. Like, it sounds so weird to say what was good about that, but... I hope you understand what I mean, that what was the good thing, what was the lesson, what was the, who was born from that moment, who persevered, how did she persevere, and who was born from that moment, and when I thought about it, and I came out of it, and I went to writing on the whiteboard, all of this amazing shit came out of my, 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 came off my hand, and out of myself, and onto the whiteboard, and it was like, empowered, you know, um, vocal, standing for others, justice, um, oh fuck it like literally who I am today how I speak out and how I stand for what I believe in and how I defend others and how I do what's right and how I feel like I'm on fire for other people to be who they are and like literally that day that was born and I'm not saying that it was great that I was sexually abused but what good comes from things that are shit because bad things happen to people or shit things happen right and for me that little girl that nine and a half year old girl she was fucking brave. She was strong. She was outspoken. She was like, fuck that. That's not right. You're not doing this shit to me. I told my mom, you know, I opened up. I expressed myself. I communicated. It's what my top value is communication. And it was born in that moment. In that moment of, of horribleness was born Erica, who you hear and see today. That was her. Not standing up for what's right, fucking defending other people. I'm, I'd be tripping. I can't even let somebody cut somebody at the bakery. I'm like, excuse me, she was next. Like, I have that issue. I'm like, mm-mm. Like, we need to look after each other, you know? And I know that that was a major part of it. And so, 
working with him and dealing with these different things that happen and pulling out, well, what happened because of that? Who did you become because of that? Well, I became vigilant. I became safe. I became someone who was aware. I became outspoken. I became someone who was about justice. I became, do you know what I mean? Like think about the moments or something. If this has happened to you, who did you become? Even if you didn't tell someone, even if you kept it inside of you, maybe you became more aware of these situations. Maybe you made different decisions when, when doing things and dealing with people. Maybe you told your children how to be. Maybe you have protected them. You know, there is good that has come from all of this shit that's happened to us. And my, my invitation is for us to look at that good instead of all of the horrible bad things and focus on how bad and horrible it is instead of focusing on hold on, I grew from this and I overcame it. And if you're listening to me right now and you overcame anything hard, you did it somehow. And so I want to leave you with that because I think that it is one of the most impactful things that we can do is heal our story and figure out who was born and who did you become because of that. Thank you so much for listening and I can't wait to join you on the second episode where we're going to go deep into another portion. Thanks for listening.